Don't you want 
say I'm Electric Ghost, and this is our continuing series of song deconstructions. Uh, we like to talk about uh, music um, in the way that we do it. Uh, we, we do a hardware workflow, and um, what's cool about it is um, it's different than the digital audio workstation. You know, when you record with a digital audio workstation, you uh, are using like your Mac or your PC, and you don't have to have like a real piano or guitar or bass or drum. Uh, and a lot of people maybe don't have a have the rehearsal space to do that. But since I do have my own home recording studio, I've been using uh, the direct instruments uh, tied to sequencers and digital tape machines. And I'm Family Electric Ghost, or PEG, and I create music in this way with analog and digital sense. Uh, my current setup is to use a Zoom R24 and I also use an MX1 performance mixer. Uh, I use the MX1 performance mixer to get stereo signals out of mono instruments and send that to my Zoom. Um, I'm able to uh, use a Eurorack I just got, Arturia 6U, which I have a Make Noise Math module, Make Noise Morphogene. Um, uh, I have a Pittsburgh uh, modular 2x4 mixer. And I also have uh, Moog DFAM and Mother32 loaded into this 6U. Uh, I also have an Arturia mic, um, Micro Mini Brute 2S. And I use the 2S to route all the signals from the Eurorack to the Arturia. And then the Arturia, I send out a signal to the MX1, and then the MX1 goes to the Zoom. On top of that, I have a JDXI, which I use with the Arturia BeatStep Pro for drumming and other sequencing. I have a Roland System 1M, uh, which is a really awesome uh, semi-analog um, analog modeling behavior synth. And on top of that, I have a Juno GI, which I use for my guitar and a lot of other tones. I've got like 1,300 tones on that. On top of that, I also I have a VTO3, and I have a um, Studio Electronics microphone. And so I use all these devices to uh, pretty much create um, the sound that is a TED or Family Electric Ghost. Now, what I typically do sometimes is I have a Roland Go mixer and I use my iPhone 7 Plus and I go and I do a live show on Facebook Live. I record it into my Zoom R24 and I also record it on Facebook. Uh, sometimes I take the Facebook audio and then remix it, but this time what I did is I took the, the R24 live recording and I went through it after I did this uh, new performance of the song Analog Girl in Ecstasy, uh, Ball Wall Sex Dress, and this song is uh, just, uh, it was a jam that I, I did for like 25 minutes, and then I started to look at it and uh, pick out the parts that I liked to separate, so this Analog Girl um, Sex dress, uh, ball wall is a, like a 12 minute snip of a 25 minute show uh, that I, I went back and I overdubbed additional um, music on top of it to give it like um, a little bit tighter feel. I remixed it on the on the Zoom R24 using a, a mastering profile. Then I put it through Landar as well to, to tighten it up, and make it have a louder signal. Uh, it's going to be published on Spotify and iTunes and Tidal and all the other places. And I'm just talking about it just because it's, um, this is kind of my process. That uh, There's some of my songs that, you know, I don't do this way. I, I kind of do a traditional track-by-track track way. 
but sometimes I, I want to get inspired by doing a live performance. I like the live feel of the recording and then doing the overdubs on top of it is kind of kind of interesting. Um, also, what was going on in this song, and they used the Morphogene, it was an old track called LFO Fox that I did back in 2017. Um, so I took the LFO Fox into the Morphogene, and then I, I used a lot of the Morphogene capabilities to take a sample. In this case, it was like a three-minute sample of the LFO song, LFO Fox song. And I used that as the basis of, of the drums on this song. And so the, it's a sample of the LFO Fox song. And then I run it at different speeds for different parts of the song. Um, and so there's probably three different places in the song where I changed the timing of that sample. And it's cool about the morphogen, it will just keep on looping, but then you can change like the speed of it or, you know, by, by altering it. And you can kind of play the filter. And this one, I didn't really play the filter. I changed altered the time time kind of um, mode on it. And, and then on top of that, I, I was using my math module and I have some, uh, some sonic goodness coming from the Arturia, uh, using a looping capability of the Arturia Mini Brood 2S. Uh, I write it through a math module. I've got Moog uh, Mother 32 doing a little bit of uh, uh, added uh, like t tone to my guitar. So what I do sometimes is I, I take my Moog Mother 32 and I route it through MIDI into the Juno GI, and then I have it like bring in a, a, a analog signal on top of the digital signal in the Roland. Uh, so when I do a guitar sound, it has kind of a, a analog heft to it um, on top of the digital part, which can give it a little bit more power when you try and do uh, simulated guitar, which a lot, all the guitar in Sam Electric Ghost songs are basically Roland um, guitar sounds from a Juno GI using a Moog Mother 32 to kind of give it a little heft and then run it through a mixer, uh, the MX-1 mixer, and also the Zoom and I do some other things, but that that's kind of the secret sauce of doing it and um, being able to play it live um, directly at the instruments is a cool thing uh, that I've been doing for a while. And it's, it's just really interesting um, what you can come up when you <clears throat> have this kind of live aspect. And I'm a, I'm a one-man band, but, but the Morphogene gave me an ability have a pretty cool uh, set of like multiple rhythms from that original sample. Um, and then I can kind of follow it and, and alter it how I want. Uh, in some cases, sometimes I use the um, BeatStep Pro to add another rhythm on top of that. But in this case, I didn't do that. I um, was more using um, the System 1M for some atmospheric stuff. You really hear the ask, the System 1M is really at the tail end of the song, though it's, it's kind of hidden in, the, in parts of the song, but I bring it up a little bit higher. At the very end, you hear some uh, analog sound that really comes from the System 1M, which is an analog behavioral modeling sense. And I don't, I'm using the base level System 1M for that. And I'm actually playing it through an Arturia BeatStep Pro that's directly connected. Uh, and so a lot of my performance, if you see me on the video, I'm using um, like this, this, uh, this basic stagecraft that wear an LED hoodie um, that kind of covers my whole uh, body at the top of my body and the, with the hoodie so you can't really see who I am. Uh, in this current configuration, I'm kind of got my back to the audience kind of like, yes, and maybe that's a little off-putting to some people. But um, yeah, at some point, you know, it's hard to move my rig and move it around uh, so we can get the front view. Um, we're going to play with the camera angle, maybe doing the side view, but at some point I am going to 
have to switch it up and make it so you can see the front view of what I'm doing. But typically, because the way my sense is set up, it's better to actually catch me on a side angle. So I'll be working on that. We're working on trying to get a new mask. Well, you know, got issues in my day job, so you got to get your day job all set. So we got a lot of equipment this year, and um, there's a lot of stuff we got. Like I said, we got the DFAM this year. We got the 2S. We got the 6U. We got the math modules. Um, and some Yamaha mixer and some some cool stuff for um, recording uh, with our with our uh, mic stands, our boom mic stands, so that we can record our shows. Uh, what we're looking into now is we're we're talking to a, like an independent record company, seeing what they can do for us. We're not sure. We've been pretty much independent, so we're we're kind of fiercely independent. So if they're not going to give me a decent deal, I don't know. Uh, but we've been doing our show on Anchor. We've interviewed three people so far. We entered uh, interviewed Kendra Black. We've done a song with Snoop Dogg called Rude, and she has a new uh, song out there, Dangerless, and she's worked out a full album with the concept. We talked to her earlier this week. We did have some sound problems uh, with the app. Uh, We're sorry for that, but uh, we were able to get, at least we got got the interview out. We'll probably do another interview with her when her album gets closer to come out. We talked to Heritage, an awesome duo, a soul duo from, um, from Bermuda. And we're hoping to actually collaborate with them, do some Moog uh, bass lines with them. Um, and they're busy working on their on their record. Uh, we also uh, are, talked to um, to a, 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 an awesome solo artist. Uh, we talked to Shannon Ariana about Eon Flux, her new record. And we, we, we had a bunch of her songs we played on the show, and we tied them to... Um, the actual anchor podcast allows you to have segments, but it seems like the segments are only available if you play the podcast on anchor. If you play the podcast anywhere else, you won't get the segments with the music, which is kind of disappointing. But but these podcasts are put on multiple platforms. They're on Spotify, they're on uh, Radio One, and they're on Apple. And uh, we're going to continue to work on on material. Dark Ghost has been delayed. Um, we're kind of sad about that because of, you know, the day job issues. And so we're going to have a physical album with vinyl and CD next year for Dark Ghost. But what we're working on this year is the Analog Girl concept. Uh, we're going to put that on the full download album. As you can see, we're still working on tracks, uh, to fill this song, fill it out. We've got, got about five or six songs that have that Analog Girl, um, rooftop dude dude theme and we're just creating some more to put out a full record it's going to be a full concept um originally as i said i was it was i did a big jam a couple months ago for monsters tea party it was mostly used at one of their shows it didn't work out because didn't get the right the right camera angle but um yeah i would, I would be really interested in trying to do something with them again to go to we go to paris but decided they don't get the finances to do that this year uh, we're hoping to get our music uh, more widely shown all over the world with different things we're trying to work on. We're hoping to play some shows in New York this year. If we don't make it this year, we're definitely going to be doing it next year. Um, but we're going to continue to do our live Facebook shows, which you can see the ghost live. We'll try to do it like every two weeks or every week when we can. And we're going to continue to, uh, update our, 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 our process and our rig. Like what the next thing that we want to look into we're actually doing product reviews, which we're probably going to do a, a good review of the DFAM 
and talking about the mycnoids uh, morphogene and the uh, Arteria uh, mini brood 2S. But we, we want to get uh, Profit X, which we think is an awesome new synth from Profit, uh, bringing uh, the ADO samples with the digital DCOs and the, the, the LFO uh, routing that you can do with a Profit. We think that that's an awesome machine. We're very interested in getting that into our stable. We're also very interested in getting the mother, the grandmother, which uh, is an awesome machine that Moog has gone back and kind of surprised everybody at MoogFest and created this uh, new uh, modular synth with a keyboard that is kind of like a mini version of a Model D. It's got Model D oscillators, but then it's got some really cool goodness going back into the modular history of, of, of um, Moog, where you've got a physical spring reverb, You've got um, the ability for um, it to produce a sine wave uh, through the resonance. Uh, you have the ability to um, theoretically, from what reviews I've seen, you can get this synth, even though it has two oscillators, to have four voices, <clears throat> including a sine wave, and you get the LFO to be a to be an oscillator. So that's very impressive. Um, and then you've also got modulation opportunities and uh, patch points that you don't have on a Model D. Um, and you've got a lot of modules to go back into the modular history of um, Moog, which is very interesting. And uh, and so, it, you know, it's a, it's a synth that can immediately play, but because it's got a pretty good extensive patch bay and it's got USB MIDI, which the DFAM and the um, Mother 32 don't have. Um, the one thing I would would want is that they wish it had been um, set up more like a Model D so you could actually angle up the control panel and then put it back down. I wish it had a, a larger keyboard that maybe the same size as the D. I know they probably wanted to make it have a good price point with all the clones coming out that are clones of Moog's. So, I, you know, I think Moog did a really good job with this thing to make it compact and make it a simple synthesizer. It would be cool to see it be the same size as the, as the Moog. Um, Model D, they have it, have the ability to have um, the control panel go up and down like a Model D. And then in addition, uh, it would also be cool to have a solution kind of like an Arturia 6U or 3U that allow you to, to, to really integrate a Mother 32 and a DFAM and maybe in the future, uh, the Subharmonicon. And you know, the, the, sub, the Subharmonicon and a very interesting machine. I'm very interested in, in seeing if that gets in production. Uh, it seems like uh, the only uh, modular synth that they didn't take uh, and put in production was the, um, the brother from another mother, the B-Fan. So we got the drummer from another mother. We didn't know if we were going to get that, but we didn't get the brother from another mother, which I wonder if Moog is ever going to give us that. Uh, so that was really the most unique uh, mother concept that they've done at the Moogfest that hasn't actually reached the public. But the, the new uh, Subharmonicon, which is a very interesting machine uh, that takes square waves and then runs it through all kinds of different uh, modulation. And even though it only has like a four-step sequencer, uh, because of the modulation discussions you can see on the net from other people, uh, it is very significant in terms of each time this thing goes through a sequence, it can be very, very, um, a, ver a variable sequence capability that makes it have seem like it, there's a lot more going on in four steps at the end of the day, high level. That's kind of what the overall description is. 
and then the ability to, to do the, a lot of the subharmonics uh, with this thing to control that on a square wave and produce really interesting sonic uh, soundscapes is a very, uh, very cool thing. And, you know, since we're, we're called sound, uh, Expansive Sounds Experiments is the name of our indie, indie label, uh, we're very interested in machines that take things forward. So we think the subharmonicon is probably even taking it more forward than, than the grandmother. The grandmother is cool and it takes a lot of things from the past, <clears throat> including the sine waves. I mean, if you look at Moog, you don't see a sine wave coming out of a Moog unless you go back to like the early modular systems. Uh, I think in the early modular systems, like this is, this is the original uh, modular system, one, uh, I think had the ability to do a sine wave. I think the 33 and the 55 could do it, but I don't think you see that on a, on a D, uh, Model D. I don't even think it's on a Voyager. Uh, I don't think it's on, uh, I don't think you get it on a, on a sub uh, 37 either. So that, that, you know, it's cool that Moog tends to make instruments that are worth getting. Um, there's a reason to get a subsequent sub 37. There's a reason to get, you know, a, a, a mother 32 or a DFAM. They're, they all seem to have characters that they, they're not repeating themselves in some ways. Um, and so, yeah, it's very cool to take the, these actual gadgets uh, and, and hardware sense and use them uh, in in my music compared to taking soft sense, which I understand people use soft sense that can give you the ability to have like everything. You can get a Jupiter A, you can go get a, you know, you can go get a theremin, you can get, you can get anything you want on a plug-in and it's more efficient than having a bunch of sense sitting in your room. However, when you have these hardware sense and you use them, um, in, 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 in a very creative way, I think they give you a sonic uh, tool set that, that even if you don't have all the plugins, having these, these synths, especially the analog synths, they give you something new every day and you can experiment with them at such a level that I don't actually have to have a lot of plugins. Um, the, these synths themselves give you the, the ability to have such a great palette of, of material that that's, that's what you... Um, you get from them. And if you think about, you know, you pay for a Mac and you pay for the plugins, and you're probably going to end up spending a lot of money. Or maybe it's a question of space. But um, yeah, the hardware sense, I think, uh, just a personal preference that, to, you know, if you have the feet, you know, you touch a Moog uh, Model D or a Prophet X or even like a Mother 32 or a DFM, there's the physical dials and controls allow you to uh, really connect to your instrument as a musician. Uh, and maybe not as more of a, of a producer or a programmer, but more like a musician that you can take these inputs and control mechanism and, and play them with the musician's uh, intention. And I think that I think is, is worth a lot. Uh, it, it's more than just a USB keyboard or alternate input device, the actual control schema of a mode or a profit. Or, or an Arturia, <clears throat> or a Make Noise Math Module, you know, this being able to use those dials and play the filter, or play the envelope, and physically, you know, do that work at that machine, and use the controlled voltage to change the character of the tones. I think that gives you an ability that you're going to have a hard time trying to get from a soft synth. You can have theoretical CV connections and things like that, and I know that they, they, people have like virtual CD, um, and and it, and it works to a certain degree, but but I, I believe that the analog 
pure sense or is it something that people should experience and try out. But this is it for today. Uh, uh, please favor me if you like the show. Um, and let me know if you're another musician you want to talk. You can send me a message. If you favor me on this platform, you can send a message and we can talk. And um, I'm actually looking for a co-host to do this show and talk about gear. Um, and so like, if you're interested in that, favorite the show and send me a message and tell me like your background if you're an electronic musician and you're really into gear you're the kind of person that would go to nam and want to talk about stuff i'm actually really looking for a female electronic uh, musician because i think they don't get enough press that wants to talk about analog and digital sense that wants to talk about the latest gear that you would see on sonic state or see on the web at nam or super booth that would be really cool so get in touch with me uh, you can also get in touch with me on my Instagram, expansive underscore sound underscore experiments. Send me a direct message um, and maybe, uh, you know, send me a little note and we can Skype and talk further if you're interested. Thanks.